Yes, any question. Anybody can ask. We heard so much about meditation, like uh, like how good it is and all. Is there any side effect of meditation? Everything that does good has a side effect. <laughs> Medicines have a side effect. But before that, it depends on what we call as meditation. See, what we normally use the word very loosely. Sitting quietly, doing some breathing exercises, little bit concentration. That has um, hardly any side effect. It hardly has any deep lasting effect. So most of the time we use meditation as a means for just being a little calm and, you know, keeping our health fine. It's like, you know, a step back and just, you know, take it easy, giving yourself a little quieter moment. That meditation is hardly having any side effect. It's not even a meditation when we talk about it from the spiritual perspective. But true meditation, which is actually meant to give us contact with the divine reality, certainly if we are not ready for this contact, it can, it's like a thousand volt jhatka. That's why when we read Patanjali's Yoga Sutras, Patanjali talks about a long preparation. It's an Ashtang Yoga, meaning thereby you have to do number of things. It starts with Yama and Niyama, Asanas and Pranayam and Dharana and Last he talks about Dharana Dhyan Samadhi. <laughs> it's the last bit. So there is a long preparation because one, if one really comes in contact with this reality, as I said, it doesn't work according to human notions, our measures. Imagine, you know, Kali coming, rushing into the system, there will be a breakdown. So like in the ashram, you know, very interestingly, in ashram you don't have a place fixed, fixed as meditation hall. People meditate all around, but <laughs> but there is a playground. Swami Vivekananda used to say, uh, more than the Gita, teach people to play football. They must have nerves of steel. The Upanishad says, Na yamatma balhine na medha na bahuna shutin. The self is not for the weak. So, if one wants to enter into meditation through which one can come in contact with the higher states of consciousness. Then one should undergo a preparation and in one word that preparation is called purification. Because it will bring you in contact with the fire and if it's uh, wet coal, it will smolder. Lot of dhua will come out. Sri Ramakrishna used to say that the lakdi agar gila hai, if the wood is wet, it will smolder and throw a lot of smoke and that smoke can be very stifling. Many vrittis which are inside, which we have not worked upon, will come out. So, always in every yoga, there is a... That's why time is needed. This method that people say, okay, I'll teach you meditation on, you know, you give $5,000 and you have a seven-day course, is just fooling everybody. It just fills somebody's pocket, that's all. Meditation is like falling in love. Or if you like addiction of the biggest, greatest wine that you can imagine, you'll return to it at the same time. You won't feel like, if you don't sit and meditate, you'll feel you have missed something so fundamental. That's when one is actually beginning to meditate. So there is a number of preparation. One of them is physical exercise. One of them is breath exercise. One of them is learn to have self-control and basic self-mastery. Satya guna, as they say, your food should be such. You know, all these are basically to 
um, prepare the ground. Background is important, you know. After you light the fire, you know, if you have to light a fire here. So, lighting a fire is what? Matchstick and put. What will you do? If you have to light a fire here for Yagna, you will first prepare the ground. Otherwise, the carpet will get burnt. If you start lighting the fire, first, Bandana and Arun will say, Thank you, Vogya. Shall we call it a day? <laughs> but if you hear a command, light a fire, what will you do? If you have to light, you will first make sure that the base is something which doesn't get burnt or doesn't get hot enough to, you know, burn the carpet. What else you will do? You will arrange the bricks so that you cover it, make it safe. It will spread like wild. That's how Nachiketa is taught the <coughs> fire of Nachiketa. He says you layer brick by brick, three layers you have to put. What are these three layers? The physical, vital and mind. <coughs> yes, I will come to you, beta. So these are the three layers. They have to be solid, pakka bricks, solid strength. Then you have to light the fire. If you don't do it in this way and just light the fire, it will burn. So, But most of the time, fortunately, you know, it's not the authentic thing. People just feel a little good and they say, you know, you feel good by many ways. Somebody says a good word, you feel good. Relaxing on a journey, you feel good. But that's not meditation. It's a, really that good is a powerful peace. The experience of peace is like a solid block of ice. And you have that contact for a moment, everything around you will just vanish. You know, Sri, Swami Vivekananda had that experience. Sri Ramakrishna just touched his heart and the whole world started moving, shaking and vanishing. It's so powerful. So, it can have side effects if yes, if it is. So, any good teacher will always say that, you know, go through the process of purification. Don't uh, straight away learn meditation uh, meditation will and if we actually go through this process meditation will become more and more natural what uh, Kabir said sadhu sahaj samadhi bhali you, you will uh, spontaneously feel like being quiet and you know just sitting it's not about the posture actually all these are externals they have a little science inside it but the real thing is that your consciousness gets indrawn and updrawn and that meditation, because there is a background of preparation, is wonderful. Otherwise, people sometimes lose their uh, mental balance. Satak jate. Maybe you will say this. After jane ke baad, sar thoda to satke hue hai. <laughs> but it's acha hai. Thoda pagalpan acha hai zindagi mein. Little madness helps you, provided it's a madness for the right thing. That's how Sri Ramakrishna put it. When he was told that everybody says that, you know, he is a mad fellow, Dharma Pagal. He said, yes, everybody is mad. Some are Pagal after Kamini, some after Kanchan. <laughs> Kamini, Kanchan. I am mad after Dharma at least. <laughs> if you talk about madness, what else is there? People give their whole life just to stack money in the bank. I feel it's madness. Absolute madness. You die and what happens? If there is a lot of money, your child will either misuse it like the Kingfisher Airlines fellow. <laughs> Four year old was gifted a BMW car. Now he is running away from jail. <laughs> <laughs>
It is the most illogical thing to do. If you empower your children, make them capable, not stack money and pass it on to them. But there are people madly after it. What, what, what wouldn't you tell them? <laughs> I feel that is madness. So that's a perspective. So there are dangers. Of course, scientific studies, if you read about depression, that I am not going into because it's a very misunderstood area. And when they say people who are mad, they should not meditate, they neither understand depression, neither they understand madness and they just correlate. Um, so I am not getting into that. That's an area which, um, I mean, that's my field also of profession. So I am well aware of that. So I don't mean in that sense. Doctor, like what knowledge should we give to our children about religion? Like when we grow up, like we never ask our parents why you are doing this, why you are doing those vrata and all. But now our children, they ask a lot of questions. Yeah, yeah, they should not be doing They See, this is not religion. We should know the difference between ritual and religion and spirituality. They are three different things. I have often asked people, where did you read about these vratas? Most of them come from Puranas. What is the authentic scripture in Indian spirituality? I am talking first about now Hindu religion. There are different religions where there are no vratas or different vratas. But in Hindu religion, what are the three authentic scriptures? The Vedas, for sure. Vedanta, which is Upanishads. The Gita. And of course, later on, Tantra, which got regarded as Agamsas. Puranas are not regarded as authority. Some Puranas like the Vishnu Purana and Bhagavat have a very high status. But other Puranas don't have that same authority. Now, this Vratupuas is a much later addition. What is Vrat? To be, uh, you know, one-pointed. Vrata is what Bhishma did. Vrat is what Dhruv did. Vrat is what Prahlad did. It has nothing to do with, you know, I will not eat in the morning and I will eat. It's okay, it's good. Dieting is, does no harm. But don't associate it with something as profound. This way we trivialize in fact God and religion. I sometimes feel by saying all this we have trivialized God. As I said, you know, Friday have you been to Mandir and Tuesday have you been in red dress or some dress and told Hanumanji, Hanumanji will not like it. And if you have real bhakti for the Lord, Hanumanji will be there. He will, you know, long back I had read a very nice small story. It applies to all religions. <coughs> That somebody in a church was uh, very depressed. Suddenly Christ appeared. He said, my child, why are you depressed? He said, Lord, five years I have put my blood and sweat and tears into this church. And today they are telling me that go away. There is another church out there. Church for the blacks, you go there. This happened at one point of time. So Christ says, so what is your worry? He says, see. I am being thrown out of here. He says, oh, that. They have thrown me out five years back. <laughs> we are in good company. Most religious places don't have God anymore. They have desires, 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 desires. And out of these desires, there is a formation. If you have an occult vision, you will see how stifling a formation. That's why today's children are Breaking these and is good for everybody. But what is the core of religion? Spirituality. That must be kept. What is the core of spirituality? Love, truth, faith, 
teach them that teach them the courage to speak the truth whatever happens if you have taught a child just this lesson you have made him more religious and spiritual look at the stories harishchandr sapne mein de diya so you know will you ever acknowledge something which you have given a dream and say i this is a dream don't take it seriously <laughs> oh you also saw the same dream or maybe by chance that is the crux of religion is truth courage you know how swami vivekananda described brahman abhayam nirbhay even in gurubani you have these terms nirbhay when you are fearless you are one with brahman teach them to be fearless fearless in asking question fearless in challenging their own limits fearless in challenging the limits of the world that is what is religion fearless when they love fearless when they live that is religion so now religion in its outer forms is dying everywhere and is good for the religion <laughs> bad for the mullahs and pandits and priests well they deserve it <laughs> they have filled their bank balances and their pot bellies <laughs> and emptied their consciousness of whatever god may once have been there i have experienced all these things going to a place and looking at the priest and i said you are a priest here is this the way you are keeping <laughs> oh who are you because i barge into his room <laughs> i said who i am i am an ordinary citizen of rk lakshman <laughs> but is this the way and jo- <laughs> he said no no you know what is this start some theory i said anyways i don't care i just wanted to tell you my peace of mind this is not the way if you have a place which is consecrated to the divine this is not how you keep it teach them to be truthful teach them that to be true is more important than success it's a very very difficult lesson we have to be convinced about it <coughs> teach them pursue excellence rather than ambition teach them that when you love honor it because it's not somebody else you have chosen to love teach them the power and value of true sacrifice teach them this otherwise they'll become religious and ritualists not even religious as i said ritualist but pursue the same life of blind pursuit of desires that is worse let me tell you because it's hypocrisy don't believe in god you have a chance believe in god and do everything contradictory to the great teachings of the masters then you are being a hypocrite and hypocrite is not good it's better to say i don't believe in god fine at least one is truthful one may not have given a deep thought it's okay but to for those who are trapped in cults and rituals i can tell you it's very difficult for them to find anything authentic they are caught in a web of belief systems which they think is reality leave them to them i'm not saying argue or try to convince anyone leave them to their own i gave that example no somebody going in temple 
taking out the belt, putting inside the purse and then walking inside. Are, what is it? <laughs> These are very temporary things. See, there are places of worship where people walk in shoes. <coughs> there are places where people leave the shoes outside. It's a question of hygiene. Don't associate it with as if you know you have walked in shoes, it's a blasphemy. It's okay. So, teach them this. The qualities that God embodies. You know why we take the name of God is with qualities? Anyone re remembers a bhajan where um, you describe the qualities of God? You know, there is, um, and that was the purpose of these mantras. You have Aditya Hirdeyam, for example, or Vishnu Sahasranam. It used to be at one point of time in every household, Vishnu Sahasranam, Lalita Sahasranam, your parents or grandparents may probably know. And check it out on, you know, Google Baba and you'll see each is a quality of Vishnu. For example, use the word Suhridayam. He is, uh, he loves all. You know, these are, I can take example of a very famous bhajan in Ramcharit Manas. So there comes a line, Ganika Ajamil Vyad Gid Gajad Khaltare Gana. Meaning thereby, Ganika. No, is it Ganika? A woman of, of a loose nature. Ajamil, the butcher. Vyad, Ganika Ajamil, the sinner. Vyad, the butcher. Gid, the vulture. Khal, the dust, the wicked. All of them, Rama as he went by, lifted them by his touch and his compassion. If you embody this quality, you are praying to Rama. That's what the gods like. A true movement, a movement of generosity. And similarly he says, you know, Ajanu bhujsar chapadhari sangram jit When, But the same Rama, full of compassion, when he takes to fight, he is not afraid even if death stands in front. He doesn't bargain. He says, if death challenges me, I will fight with death. That is the courage that Rama embodies. You know, remember, anyone remembers this bhajan? Sri Ramachandra Kripalu Bhajman Harana Bhavve Darunam Navakanj Mukkar Kanjapad Kanjarupad Kanjarunam It's a very beautiful bhajan. So why do we have these bhajans? So that we remember these are the divine qualities. Why do we remember them? So that by repeatedly remembering them, by meditating upon, it's a kind of meditation. Bhajana literally means that. Bhaja. By meditating upon them, we can begin to interject and embody these qualities. But now what has happened? Sri Ramachandra Kupalu, Munna dekhna kon aya hai udhar se. Kehde mein nahi hoon ghar mein. That is hypocrisy, no? Or after doing all that, you come out and say, Today I am going to make a fool of somebody. That doesn't work. That's why you have the phrase, Mukme Ram Bagal Me Churi. That's, you know, we can't fool the divine. So let them become Now, the, the age we are entering, all these gods and their qualities, humanity will awaken within themselves. You think Durga would be amused when Durga Puja Pandal, one goes and does all this uh, Durga Shapta Sati in the morning. After that, next to him is, you know, a dance going on with modern Bollywood song. 
and next to it is a golgappa stall seen it no and then there are some people who are drunk when they are taking her for immersion so what do you feel you feel that you have prayed to durga for one moment rest of the time you are glorifying mahisasur so that's why you see when you read shurbindo's durga stuti anyone has read that durga stuti what a power mother durga enter our bodies in the yogic strength once you come never shall we cast thee away but hold you close to our hearts by the thread of devotion and faith that's how we'll bind you to our hearts what beautiful lines mother durga make us great make our efforts great what small effort to become this uh, you know manager and uh, ceo and you know uh, rich man what is this effort small effort make us great make our efforts great give us o oh mother the strength and force of the titans the character and intelligence of the gods this is yoga and this is what our forefathers aspired for if there is time later on after the break we will read a portion from a poem called the rishi okay so your question child we can take one probably last question from you so you got the answer you mean two question of similar meaning ha ah, yes yes you can come doesn't matter um, is there only like one god in like if there are more gods which one do people usually say my god it's a vedic question <laughs> in the vedas they contemplated on this question come here come here if you come closer it will be much better kasme devaye havisha vidayam this is a question from the vedas by the way there is a whole sukta in the veda kasme devaye havisha vidayam which god first is that your question so i mean like is um when they say like from the god they like Why don't they usually say gods if there's more than one? And if they if they're talking of um a um specific uh, god, which one is it? Right. Good. So let's start exploring this question, and we'll find the answer together. Okay. Now tell me. I have eyes. Right. What do the eyes do? What do my ears do? what does my nose do tongue and skin touch also it protects me of course i am just talking what does the hand do holds what does the feet do stand walk all right what does the brain do think What does the heart do? Wow! <laughs> wonderful. What does the lungs do? Breath, energy, isn't it? Now, I am. There are many other such functions. Think of all of them as one one God, which is the God 
Are they all separate? Or they should be together? Uh, together. Together. Right? That we are agreed? <coughs> yes. So when you say there is one God, it means you are imaging God or you are thinking of God as one who is with all his powers together. And when you say this God or that God, that means you are giving more importance to this or that part. Okay? When we say eyes are most important, then what happens to the ears? Or if you say ear is more important, then what happens to the eyes and so on and so forth. So now what is better? God with all the gods in him or one God, second God, third God, separate from the one God. First one. You are a very logical girl. You know the answer. You are asking me, I am sure to test me. You know the answer. Now, I am going to ask you a little more nutty question. Still, still, of all these gods, for all these functions, for all these functions, I see this, that, you told me all the, you told me the functions, which is the most important function. Hmm? What does the heart do? Tell me that. You told. You told me. Love. Yes. Yes, love. It is the center. Why? Let's logically think. You can have uh, without eyes. There are people without eyes, they can still function. There are people without ears, they can still function. There are people without... They have heartbeat, but they don't have love. What is that called? Something which is doing all the functions of human beings, but it doesn't have love. What do you call that? Huh? AI. <laughs> it can do everything. Now you have you know, machines which will do everything. But it doesn't have love. So it is not none of these activities. The presence of love. It will also have energy. So it can, you know, it will run on different kind of energy. Electrical energy. But what it cannot do is love. It can even think. It can something like a thought. But what it cannot do? Love. There are some other things it cannot do. But love. Right? So, if one has to say that yes, all these gods. Why also love is so important? Which is the power which will keep all these gods together? Yes. Otherwise they may fight. Isn't it? Eyes may say, I am bigger, greater. So love, what will love do? It will hold them together. So love is the, called as the mother of the gods. That's why she is called as the divine mother from whom all the gods have emerged. She holds them together. And love holds not only the gods here together, even the gods in Mama, huh? Kaka, in Kaka together, it holds all the gods in creation together. It's the greatest power which binds everything together. That's why it is the greatest power. Now you have the answer? Yes, you actually knew the answer. I know that. <laughs> you always know the answer. <coughs> Just being mischievous. 
Who is Krishna? Good. Ah, that is perfect. <laughs> Krishna is the mischievous one like you. And what is the mischief he is doing? Yesterday we read about it. What mischiefs he does? Snatches away your toy when you are turned that side. Then what does he do? Suddenly gives you another toy. Huh? You read that, no? Why does he do this mischief? When there is nothing and nobody, who is there? Krishna. Denses darkness. Who is there? Krishna. So don't say he is only in a temple, okay? Everywhere Krishna is there. And what does he want of us? Does he want us to <coughs> put some special flowers and tikka and all this? What does he want? Ah, good. So what does he want? How should we treat him? And love him. Yes. The ma- what, what is the line we read? The master of man and his infinite lover. He is a friend. So when you make him your friend, life is beautiful. When you put him in some remote place in a temple, he doesn't like it. You have imprisoned him. Poor fellow. Do you imprison your friend? Put him in some place and shut the door and say, You can't go at this time. Who is your friend whom you can visit any time? So where does he live? Uh, <laughs> exactly, all the time, 24-7. Which friend you will have 24-7 access? You don't even have to dial a number. <laughs> that's it. Alright, that's wonderful and we can take a break here. Right? Shall we take a break? Little Krishna? Yes.